Hello everyone, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled book and podcast. I wanted to do something a little different this time. This is going to be a bonus episode. Rather than speaking on identity and what that looks like, I wanted to incorporate into this podcast information that I put together for a statewide webinar a couple of weeks ago. Specifically, the title is Working From Home Coping Strategies During Uncertainty. So the very first general question is, why do we need coping strategies? Well, inherent in this question is that we are in fact dealing with stress. Now keep in mind that there are minor life stressors, there are major life stressors, and stress is also individualistic. What stresses me out may not stress you out in the least, and vice versa. Usually when we deal with stress, we talk about there being a stress environment. This means maybe the uh, place of our stress is solely at home, maybe it's at work, maybe it's in our community. But what has been unprecedented is that this pandemic has created stress across every single venue into multiple environments. So ask yourself, especially if you're working from home, what is specifically stressing me today or during this time? See if you can get very specific um, about what it is that is in fact stressing you. Is it the workload? Is it what you're telling yourself about the workload? You know, what is it specifically that is causing stress uh, either in this season of time or in any given day? So the second thing that I want to ask, the second broad question is, how do you begin to deal with the stress? Do you need to change? Keep in mind that we humans are very habituated to how we deal with stress. And even the change process that we go through cognitively, that internal desire to change is actually um, a multi-step process. Even though we may be stressed, it doesn't mean that we're actually ready to do something about it. So ask yourself on a scale of one to five, with one, no, I don't need to change, and five, I'll do whatever it takes, See if you're actually ready to change how you're dealing with the stress. What I did was um, put together my own original model um, for people to hopefully remember the points that I was speaking on a couple of weeks ago, and I'm calling it the ABCDE model. And so what I've done is taken the what I consider to be the major components of how we deal with stress or uh, some of the topics and break it down into this uh, ABCDE model, which will hopefully make it easy for you to memorize and then put into practice. So the A stands for aggravators. A is for aggravators. This is actually a twofold process. How am I dealing with the stress? And by that, I mean, are you choosing negative behaviors to cope with stress? 
An aggravator would be a negative way of handling the stress in your life. It could be too much eating, okay? And usually it's the wrong kinds of things that we gravitate toward when we default to eating. Um, the carbs, the sugar, that kind of thing. So is there a negative behavior that's aggravating the stress in your life? The wrong kind of eating. What about too much alcohol? We don't have to go far to find a statistic about how alcohol abuse has, uh, in fact, risen during this pandemic. So ask yourself, is, is this something that I'm doing to handle the stress in my life? What about shopping? Um, just because you don't get inebriated or gain weight doesn't mean that it's not a negative way of dealing with the stress. So ask yourself, am I shopping too much? Am I spending too much during this time? What about your irritability? Maybe it's anger. Is this how you're dealing with the stress in your life? So the first aggravator is, is there a negative behavior that I'm using to handle the stress? And then the second aggravator is, how are you interpreting this season of time? Of course, we call this self-talk. It's that internal dialogue that you only have with yourself on um, how you're in fact perceiving and interpreting this season of time, especially if you're working from home. Be careful uh, what you're telling yourself about this pandemic, about maybe working from home. Uh, for instance, an ineffective way of dealing with this would be, oh, this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me in my career. I can't believe I'm working at home. Um, you know, and so we can get uh, what I call a mushroom mentality where things just kind of blow up inside of our minds simply because of how we're interpreting it. So how are you interpreting this season of stress? Watch the descriptor words, watch your adjectives during this time. So the two aggravators are your self-talk, uh, your negative self-talk uh, actually, and then your negative coping behaviors. Ask yourself if you need to change these two ways of dealing with the stress. B stands for boundaries. So what are boundaries? Keep in mind that putting up a boundary is in fact protective. Think about uh, your yard. Perhaps you have a fence or a, you live in a gated community. A boundary is a way of, of protection. So when I say putting up boundaries in your life right now, Think about these things. What do I say yes to? What do I say no to? Are you a yes person? If you are a yes person and are trying to do too much, you haven't really put up the boundaries you need for good self-care. Keep in mind that if you are finding yourself in a chronic state of stress, a low-grade stress, that demands daily recovery. So how would that look in terms of a boundary or boundary setting? Well, it means that if you're in a season of stress and working from home, you're gonna have to take some time out of your day 
maybe not all at once, but time out of your day to say, you know what, for this specific little time, I'm going to do some good self-care. And what does that look like? Well, it could be a five to 10 minute walk. It could be removing yourself from your work environment or where you're doing your work to go listen to some music. If it's sunny and pretty where you are, maybe you just need to sit out on the deck or the porch and get some of that vitamin D uh, for a few minutes. This is what daily recovery and putting up some good healthy boundaries looks like in a day-to-day -day practical way. Here are some other practical things. Have a designated work area. By that I mean if you are single, if you are married, if you are parents that have children at home because they aren't back at school yet, each of you needs a designated work spot. It's going to be one place for each of you to concentrate on your school, your work, your projects, hopefully without too much interruption. But you don't want to spread out your work all over your house. There's actually cognitive benefit for having one place where you take care of what you need to focus on and work on. Designate a relaxation area. Okay, so again, I don't know if your kids have a playroom. Maybe you need a playroom or an exercise room. You need stress-free zones where you're not going to think about work or projects. Um, and especially if you're inside your home during this time, these designated work and play areas are crucial to your mental health because we make associations with where we are with what we're doing. So designate a work area, designate a relaxation area, designate a tech-free time. By that, I mean uh, family meals, even you know, whether you're single, married, or have a young family, you don't need to check your phone while you're eating. Put it away. Again, these boundaries are protective. It's, this simple behavior says, I am not gonna be bothered with emails and calls while I'm trying to relax for just a few minutes to eat. Um, now, Boundaries are also important if you're working online. If that's the majority of what your day looks like, you need to have a start time and an end time. You know, the blessing of being able to work from home is also a curse because no one is gonna put up the boundaries of starting and stopping unless you will. And again, we don't wanna glorify working all the time. There's no badge of honor associated with this. Boundaries are there for your protection and for your downtime. Um, keep in mind that hourly breaks, uh, two to five minutes per hour if you're working online, are ideal. Why? Because you need to step away from what you're doing, uh, not only for, for the blue light perspective, but you need to give your brain a rest every hour. Doesn't have to be a long break, but get up, stretch, move, go to a different room. Um, you know, if you've got an animal, have some pet therapy for a few minutes. You need these breaks 
And why is it beneficial? When you come back and start working online again, your cognitive um, ability to focus is actually going to be enhanced instead of you not taking a break. Again, these are boundaries. Um, so here's something else to think about that has to do with your personality. If you are a sanguine personality, the happy-go-lucky, you extroverted person, um, this may be a very difficult time for you, not being able to be in the office or be around people. So the main question that you need to ask yourself, and again, this is a boundary issue, what are you gonna say yes to? How do I incorporate some fun back into my life? And again, we want positive, healthy behaviors. Um, to help you manage the stress. What would good, healthy, fun look like? Now, if you are a melancholy person, uh, personality like I am, um, you know, I need, you are going to need some silence and alone time. So if you are one of these personality types and everybody's working from home, your kids are at home, you're actually going to need to take a, a 10, 15 minute walk outside by yourself just to regroup and get that much needed silence and alone time that your personality craves. If you are the strong leader um, choleric personality, you're going to need to feel as though you've accomplished something during the day. That's fine. So ask yourself, how do I feel as though I've actually accomplished something? And then if you're the easygoing phlegmatic type, don't be overwhelmed with the stress that you're under. The question you need to ask yourself is how do I slow the pace and make simple choices so I don't feel overwhelmed? This is what your personality type needs, slowing the pace and making simple choices. If you are a manager um, or an employee, understanding these concepts of boundaries and personality types is going to impact your work and also your efficiency. So next we're on to C. We've talked about aggravators and boundaries. Next is control. Well, I think we've all learned that much has been taken from us and how we have done life in the past is not what this past year has been like at all. So uncertainty implies those variables for which we cannot decide, thereby making control minimized, okay? Um, and so we perceive that we've had a lack of control, which in many ways we actually have. So the goal is to shift to what is in your control. What is in your control? So these are the things that you absolutely do have control over. Not the things that you're concerned about that are out of your control, but the things that are within your control. So what would these simple things look like? Well, very simply put, think about eating. You absolutely have control over what you eat during this season of stress and pandemic. What about uh, drinking water? These are very simple things, and I'll explain why even these very simple choices will help you 
uh, move forward in, in this season of stress. Exercise. Well, I personally have decided in my state not to go back to a gym as long as uh, the mask mandate is in place. This is just my personal choice. So I've had to change up my exercise routine. Um, and so I've um, bought some resistance bands. I have free weights that I've had for a long time. I'm just using them more now. Um, I'm pretty much for aerobic exercise, jumping rope in my driveway or going on walks if it's pretty. These things are in my control. I don't have to be dependent on an outside company or whatever the health mandates are in my state to get the exercise I need. Eating, sleeping, exercise. Let's talk about sleep for a minute. Absolutely, you have control over your sleep. Think about the time that you need to get up, then count back at least seven hours. That should be your targeted bedtime, at least seven to eight hours, um, counting back from your targeted wake up time. There needs to be a wind down time uh, before your targeted bedtime to get off the blue light, especially if you're affected by it, or to use the blue light filtering glasses. Why would this be important? Well, we do know that blue light interferes with our brain's production of melatonin, which is what we need to fall asleep. So why are these simple behaviors so important? This is the reason. So you can feel as though you have a sense of mastery and confidence in what you can control in a time of uncertainty. And when you do this, we call this an internal locus of control, meaning you get to decide, you've got some mastery, you have some confidence, rather than being dependent on external variables for you to feel like you have mastery and control. Another idea is for you to create a top 10 list. If it's less than that, that's fine, but here's the point. 10 simple things um, or less or more um, that help you just arrive in a happy spot. Okay, again, these are healthy, simple behaviors. Um, it could be gardening. It could be listening to music, playing an instrument, spending time with animals. Uh, if you've got pets, uh, reading a book, um, again, exercising, all these things are important because if you can learn how to default to these healthy behaviors, these are resilience tools from this point forward, moving forward, that you can use in your life to buffer whatever stress comes your way. And once again, why do we do this? because these simple behaviors create confidence and mastery in your environment that come from within. Uh, in fact, let me just give you a practical example. My husband and I um, travel between two states, spending time in, at one location or the other. And because I have now gotten in the habit and the routine of just being about my day and being about those things that I can control that are within my control, I've actually lost uh, track 
of the two states' different mandates during this pandemic. I honestly don't even know what's going on at this point. Um, but that goes to show you that I'm focusing on the things that I can control. So the things that I can't, um, I'm really not focused on that. And that has worked to my benefit during this season of time. So we have A, aggravators, B, boundaries, C, control. D stands for decide on daily gratitude. Decide on daily gratitude. This is totally up to you. If you want to spend this pandemic um, feeling sorry for yourself and completely stressed out, be my guest. But I'm going to guess that it really doesn't put you in a healthy mindset to do so. What does gratitude do? Well, the scientifically proven um, ratio is greater than three to one. The one would be this negative life stressor, um, this pandemic, which has wreaked havoc, really, uh, for all of us in one way or another for a year now. But what's important is not to say that the one doesn't exist. We know it does. But to come up with at least three things in your day that are going well. It's shifting your focus, not necessarily away from the pandemic or the stress, but what we're trying to do is to balance out our brain hemispheres so we don't spiral down into anxiety and depression. That's what gratitude does for us. It balances out our thinking so we're not just focused on the, the negative part of, of this stress and of this pandemic. So to come up with at least three things that are going well. So for me, so far today, well, I've got a sweet little rescue kitten. I'm thank you for this rescue kitten. Um, I woke up this morning feeling well. I'm, okay, that's number two. How about, um, I think we're gonna have a sunny day tomorrow or maybe this afternoon. I'm thankful for that. These are very simple things that just requires you to focus, you know, just shift your focus from the negative to the positive and be thankful for what you do have during this time. It actually puts you in a good headspace, um, produces positive emotions, and again, it doesn't take away the stress, but it balances out how you're viewing it right now. So the byproduct of gratitude is that it helps you see options. Um, one of the leading researchers uh, several years ago um, coined the broad and build theory, and she has clinically shown that to have gratitude, to incorporate gratitude in your life, um, produces this emotional broad and build way of looking at life you begin to see options. Life is not so narrow anymore. So these are the benefits of gratitude. Lastly, E stands for expectations. Expectations. Keep in mind that because we are going through such a hard time and have gone through such a hard time, examine the expectations that you have of yourself and of other people. Examine them. This is more of a cognitive um, examination of what your beliefs and our assumptions are, are right now. 
because we never question our beliefs and assumptions or perceptions until um, we're sort of in a state of crisis, okay? And so maybe that is examining your expectations right now. What are you expecting from yourself right now or from other people? Is it in fact realistic? How can you change the way you view what's going on right now to not necessarily lower your expectations, but just to challenge them because the times have changed. So keep in mind that especially for other people, um, if you are in a manager or um, you know of a company or you supervise other people, keep in mind that your expectations can come across as demands. And do these things need to be re-examined by you as a leader in this time. Be realistic. Um, also, are you communicating work goals? Um, this is very important. How we not only think of others and ourselves during this time, but are you on the same page? Um, if you are working within a company uh, or with peers or with supervisors and employees, how are you communicating work goals and expectations during this time. If there is conflict, remember to focus on the issue and not the person. Focus on the issue and not the person. Um, and so simply just ask yourself, am I holding unrealistic expectations during this season of time? So I hope this bonus episode has been helpful for you as I've put forth my original ABCDE model for aggravators, boundaries, control, decide on daily gratitude and expectations. As always, if you have any questions, please email me at hopeunveiled at gmail and I will respond as soon as possible. Until next time, this is Shireen Gentry with the Identity Unveiled podcast.